everyone, and welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, which is part of the Edge Sports family. It's Thursday leading into Week 10's games, so I'm going to discuss my favorite and least favorite matchups for players this week based on their venues, the forecasted weather, and their defensive opponents. With six teams on by, limiting the pool of attractive fantasy options for you this week, I think these matchups are especially important, so let's get into it. I'll start with quarterbacks, where my favorite matchups include Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, and Mitchell Trubisky. For Drew Brees, he's facing a Falcons team at home. The Falcons, a great passing matchup for both quarterbacks and wide receivers. They increased passing yards per attempt by 17% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 63%. That latter number is the highest in football. They also decreased interceptions by 71%. And just generally, they're much stronger against the run than the pass. Number 10 DVOA run defense, number 31 DVOA pass defense. So even if the, the Falcons struggle a little bit and fall behind, that may encourage Brees to pass more. Meanwhile, with Matt Ryan set to return this week, They'll hopefully also score points, the Falcons will. That'll also encourage Breeze to continue to throw the ball in the second half, hopefully without a huge lead. So it could be a huge day for Breeze. I have him up to third at the position this week. Definite start, definite DFS option for you as well. Next up, we have Jameis Winston. He's facing a Cardinals team at home. And even though Winston doesn't have a dome like Breeze does to encourage his own splits, Winston has pretty big home and road splits in his own right. Meanwhile, the Cardinals are a great defensive matchup for passers. They increase passing yards per attempt by 9%, passing touchdowns per attempt by 44%. They're the number uh, 28 DVOA pass defense. But unlike a lot of teams, including the Falcons, that have a bad pass defense, the Cardinals don't actually decrease pass plays for their opponents, increasing them, in fact, by 2%. So this is a really nice matchup for Winston. He's about as, as high as Breeze for me this week. Then we have Phillip Rivers. He's he's not in at home, but he's going to the Raiders. Rivers obviously doesn't have the same home field advantage as a lot of quarterbacks do. There's just not a lot of uh, Chargers fans these days in L.A., so they get a lot of opponents in their stadium. Rivers still does do better at home than on the road, scoring about 1.7 more fantasy points per game at home in general. But this Raiders game on the road is, is such an enticing matchup that I don't think you're going to mind too much. The Raiders are the number 29 DVOA pass defense versus the number 11 DVOA run defense. So another situation where the, the defense is going to encourage Rivers to throw throw the ball instead of having handoffs to Melvin Gordon. And the Raiders increased passing yards per attempt by 19% and touchdowns per attempt by 57%. That's the second most in football. With Aaron Rodgers, I actually think this matchup's a little more complicated than this top five matchups play would suggest. Uh, he's facing a Panthers team that's actually much stronger against the pass than the run. They're the number three DVOA pass defense, but number 32 DVOA run defense. Meanwhile, there's a little bit of wind potential for this game and definite cold temperatures, 35 degree uh, kickoff temperature, potential wind sustained up to 17 miles per hour. But that said, the Panthers, I think a little bit better of a fantasy matchup than a real matchup for quarterbacks because they actually um, boost passing plays by 10%, which is the third most in football. So that's a contributing factor here. Meanwhile, with Rodgers, he hasn't really shown the typical weather-related splits you would expect from most quarterbacks, which is you know a good thing since he plays in Green Bay. But wind tends not to affect him, and cold temperatures definitely don't affect him. Another point in his favor there, then playing at home, I think that's probably a big boost for him. He hasn't traditionally shown huge home and road splits, but so far this season with the new head coach, Matt LaFleur, he actually has shown pretty huge splits, something like eight and a half more fantasy points per game at home than on the road so far this season. Obviously, that's a limited sample size, but it's kind of the best we can do with a new coach because I don't actually think the, the home road splits have much to do with Rodgers' ability itself. It's more like the coach's decisions in terms of when to run the ball, when to pass the ball, and, and all kinds of things contribute to those type of splits. 
So with all that said, I actually have Rodgers number one this week. I'm not sure I love him there. I, I might rather start someone like Breeze playing that matchup, but I think Rodgers is definitely going to be fine against the Panthers. In any type of standard league, you're definitely going to use him. You're probably not going to use Mitchell Trubisky, but I thought I would mention him here as having a plus matchup at home against the Lions. The Lions are the number 22 DVA pass defense. They increase yards per attempt by 6%, touchdowns per attempt by 8%, decrease interceptions per attempt by 56%, and then increase pass plays by 11%. That probably being the big number, that's the second most in football. So I think this is a pretty good matchup for Trubisky. I don't think you're going to start him, but that could influence how quickly Chase Daniel ends up in this mix. If Trubisky can actually have a nice fantasy day here, then perhaps he'll hold him to the job a little bit longer. Okay, let's shift gears and talk about the passers with the worst matchups for this week. That Those include Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff. For Russell Wilson, obviously coming off the big uh, five-touchdown, almost 400-yard passing day against the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers are a tremendous passing matchup for fantasy quarterbacks. This week he goes on Monday night to San Francisco to face the 49ers, which may be the worst matchup for fantasy quarterbacks. The 49ers have the number one DVA pass defense. Meanwhile, they have the number 20 DVA run defense, so it's a sort of a defensive situation that might skew the Seahawks to run the ball even more than they already do. The 49ers also decrease pass plays by 24%. That's the most in football, and they decrease passing yards per attempt by 13% and touchdowns per attempt by 30%. So pretty tough matchup for Wilson. Wilson is a true talent, number one overall fantasy quarterback. He's actually tied with Rodgers for me there this week. But because of the matchup, he drops all the way to 13th in my weekly rankings. Probably not going to want to start him in DFS. Although, yeah, you're still fine starting him every week in your typical redraft leagues. For Matt Ryan, again, he's coming back this week, but he has to travel to New Orleans to face the Saints. Saints defense much stronger than I think many of us expected coming into the season. They're up to the number 12 DVOA pass defense for the season. And then just generally because of the quality of the Saints team, they decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 46%. That's the third most in football. Ryan doesn't always show those huge splits, but they may struggle to move the ball against the Saints and get in close to the goal line where Ryan does a lot of his damage. So I would say look elsewhere in typical leagues this week. For Matthew Stafford, he travels to the Bears to face Mitch Trubisky and those Bears. Uh, the Bears defense, not as historically great as they were last year, but still the number seven DVA pass defense, and they still decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 43%, which is the fourth most in football. Meanwhile, this is another game where weather could be a factor. 41 degree kickoff temperature in moderate winds could be tough for Stafford, who doesn't really do a lot of work with his legs. So I think this is going to be a tough spot for him to have a good fantasy day. And I feel the same way about Kirk Cousins. He's going to the Cowboys. The Cowboys, on paper, aren't a, a super strong pass defense, just number 17 in DVOA, but they decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 41%, which is the fifth most in football. Probably a situation where it's a harder matchup in fantasy than it would be in reality. And with Cousins, it's a little bit tricky in this spot. I feel like I've kind of liked playing the matchups with him based on the quality of their opponents. But the Cowboys, I actually feel like, are good enough offensively that they can probably sustain their offensive drives a little bit here and maybe continue to limit Kirk Cousins' pass attempts, which has definitely been a problem for him in, in certain Vikings games this year. So this is probably not my favorite spot to start Cousins, maybe leave him on your bench this week. And then finally with Jared Goff, he's going to the Steelers. Goff has pretty massive home and road splits, which is probably one reason where you don't love him this week on the road. But the Steelers' defense is another defense that I think has been stronger than expected. They're actually number six in DVOA pass defense. And they decrease passing yards per attempt and touchdowns per attempt by 9% each. So tough spot here for Goff. Let's shift gears then. Let's move over to running backs where the best matchups this week include Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Mark Ingram, and David Montgomery. 
Aaron Jones definitely has the best matchup here facing the Panthers. The Panthers are the number 32 DVA run defense, so generally the worst there, but skewed very heavily that way on defense because they also have the number three DVA pass defense. It's definitely going to be the Panthers game plan to get, uh, or I mean, the, for the Packers game plan to get Aaron Jones the ball against the Panthers. The fact that it's going to be cold and windy, I think, just contributes to that even further. And the Panthers increase run uh, rushing yards per attempt by 18%, rushing touchdowns per attempt by 180%. That's by far the most in football, and it's it's not just all about Tevin Coleman's five-touchdown game. So far this season, they've actually allowed uh, 10 different running backs to have 10 or more PPR fantasy points in a game this season. That's pretty good considering they've only faced eight opponents. So even in situations where teams rely on multiple running backs, multiple running backs have been effective against them some this season. Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown both had 10 points back in week one. Uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson both had 10 points back in week four. Obviously, a lot a lot of uh, 49ers running backs did well back in week eight. Um, and even with the Tampa Bay team back in, in week six, Ronald Jones and Dare Ogunbowale both rushed for a touchdown that, that week. So this is probably a situation where both Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams will have a good day, and I would definitely start either of them in, in pretty much any format in DFS as well. Next up, we have Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think he's going to be back and healthy this week. He had a limited practice on Wednesday, but definitely keep your eyes on the news. If he doesn't play, Latavius Murray probably just steals his spot here as a guy with a great matchup and a top play for the week. But assuming Kamara plays and gets his normal run here, he's got the good matchup against the Falcons. The Falcons increased run plays by 18%. And while their, their DVOA defense skews better towards the run, number 10 DVOA versus the pass, number 31, Kamara does most of his fantasy damage through the air anyway. So I'm really not concerned about it. If the Saints build any kind of lead, Kamara's going to get a lot of work in this game, and I think he's going to be effective in fantasy. For the Chargers facing the Raiders, I kind of already mentioned that they have a much better pass defense, a much better run defense than pass defense. Number 11 DVOA against the run, number 29 DVOA against the pass. But what's interesting too is that they have the number 28 DVOA defense versus receiving backs. So this is a game where I actually think Austin Eckler enjoys the much better matchup than Melvin Gordon. Gordon being the more traditional back that's going to get more of the carries and probably more of the power type of runs that I think the Raiders are better equipped to defend. And so as such, I actually prefer Eckler pretty handily this week in fantasy. And I consider him to have a good matchup while I consider Gordon to have a bad matchup. For Christian McCaffrey, matchups don't really matter. He's going to that Packers game. I mentioned the cold weather and wind, probably even more of a reason for the Panthers to rely on McCaffrey, but they're doing that pretty heavily anyway. But the Packers also do increase run plays by 5%, and they increase rushing yards per attempt by 12%, and touchdowns per attempt by 26%. So it's probably a good situation uh, for, for him facing a, a worse run defense, number 26 DVOA, than pass defense, number 13 in the Packers. For Mark Ingram, he actually overcame what was I thought was a very difficult matchup against the Patriots last Sunday night. He gets a much easier run things here against the Bengals in Week 10, although that is on the road. The Bengals increased run plays by 29%. That's the most in football. And they increased rushing yards per attempt by 18% and touchdowns per attempt by 16%. Uh, They're a really bad pass defense, number 30 DVOA, but also a really bad run defense, number 29 DVOA. So this is probably a spot where you can comfortably start all of your Ravens. But I think Ingram in particular is probably going to get a lot of run, especially if the Ravens build a lead in the second half and want to kill some clock with the run. And then finally, with David Montgomery here, uh, he gets that Lions matchup that I mentioned earlier. The Lions, uh, they increase run plays by 15%, increase rushing touchdowns per attempt by 18%. So probably a better matchup for fantasy than they appear just in general with the number 18 DVA run defense. Uh, another game here where in Chicago, that cold weather, potential wins, 
might make it more likely that the Bears rely heavily on the run in Montgomery. Okay, but running backs with the worst matchup this week include Chris Carson, Trey Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, who I already mentioned, Devontae Freeman, Todd Gurley, and Kalen Balaj. Uh, for Carson, he draws that 49ers matchup, and while the 49ers are a much weaker run defense, number 20 in DVOA, the general quality of the 49ers and their defense in general cuts run plays by 7% and then leads to a lot fewer touchdowns. They cut them by 48%. That's the fourth most in football. Could be tough sledding here for Chris Carson. Plus, I'm also really scared that if Carson fumbles another time or two that he may end up getting benched. He fumbled twice last week and has five fumbles so far this season. Pretty pretty hefty total for, for just half of the season being played so far. So I, I'm a little bit nervous about Carson. Uh, obviously, he's the, the primary back for the Seahawks right now, but I don't love him this week. It could be a little bit of a dangerous spot for him here. Uh, for Trey Edmonds on the Steelers, this probably depends a lot on James Conner's health. He returned to practice in a limited fashion on Wednesday, and if he plays, then Edmonds loses all of his fantasy value. But if not, and this is sort of the split last week um, where Edmonds does the early down work and Jalen Samuels does more of the receiving down work, then I think Samuels has a much easier matchup than Edmonds does this week against the Rams. The Rams are the number 15 DVOA pass defense, but number 4 DVOA run defense this season, and they cut rushing yards per attempt by 25%. That's the third most in football and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 50%, and that's the second most in football. So really tough spot for the early down here, early down back here, Edmonds, if he ends up being that guy for this team in this game. Melvin Gordon I already mentioned, so I'll jump down to Devontae Freeman. He's on the road against the Saints, and while Freeman gets a lot of work both as a receiver and a rusher that'll sort of mitigate the damage that he's going to suffer here, the Saints are the number six DVOA run defense. They cut run plays by 27%, the most in football, and they cut rushing yards per attempt by 22%. So tough spot for him here. And then with Todd Gurley going to that Steelers team, uh, I already mentioned that this could be a tough spot for the Rams in general, but the Steelers also the number six DVOA pass defense, but also the number 16 DVOA run defense, pretty strong defensively in general. They cut rushing yards per attempt by 15% and cut rushing touchdowns per attempt by 49%. With Balaj, he's actually, in, I think it's going to be pretty much a workhorse back for, for the Dolphins this week as they travel to face the Colts. Mark Walton got suspended for four games. Uh, so I think that sort of leaves him. They've also got a couple of back, uh, rookie backups there in Miles Gaskin and Patrick Laird. But I'm assuming Balazs is going to get a lot of work here, but I'm just not sure how effective he'll be. He hasn't really shown a lot of receiving chops so far in his career, just 13 catches in 20 games. And while he hasn't always been on the field a ton, I think that probably does say something about his talent. They, he's also facing the Colts defense here that's number one DVOA um, against receiving backs. So another reason why Balaj may not catch enough passes to really buoy his fantasy value, in particular in PPR formats. And then generally, the Colts are a pretty strong run defense. Uh, they cut run plays by 5%, cut rushing touchdowns per attempt by 39%. By DVOA, they're just 27th in, in run defense, but they've been getting a lot better since Darius Leonard, their star linebacker, returned to the lineup. And he led the team to a number four run DVOA finish last season. And I think they're skewing back towards the middle of the pack there. Could be a tough day for Balaj and generally for the Lions on the road. Let's go over to wide receivers where the best matchups this week include Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, and Mike Williams. For Michael Thomas, I mean, he's the major focal point of the, of the, of the Saints offense. And then so he'll, he'll probably get the biggest benefit for facing the Falcons at home. I already mentioned the Falcons' number 31 DVOA pass defense, but they're also number 31 in DVOA against number one receivers, so probably particularly susceptible to Thomas in this game. And the fact that they increase passing touchdowns per attempt by 63% makes Thomas probably the most likely player in football to score a touchdown this week. 
Um, though that said, I'm not sure that I would bet against Mike Evans in that respect either. He and Chris Godwin both, I think, are excellent matchups against the Cardinals. I mentioned they were the number 28 DVOA pass defense, but they're actually number 29 against number one receivers and number 24 against number two receivers. They're actually much better defending guys in the slot, which the Buccaneers don't really have the right guy there for, for that matchup for the Cardinals. So probably another huge week, at least for one of these two. I would definitely play both and, and hope that you get lucky. And then for the Cardinals across the field from the Buccaneers, I think Christian Kirk is the guy with the best matchup here. The Buccaneers kind of have a similar defensive trend here that the Cardinals do, where they're number 23 against number one defenders uh, receivers and number 29 against number two receivers in top 10 against all other receivers, including slot receivers. So I would say Kirk gets the better boost for his fantasy matchup here than Larry Fitzgerald, and possibly also for David Johnson, who I could see getting a little bit more run as a receiver from the slot this week now that he is going to be back and, and presumably playing alongside uh, the, the new guy from, from Miami. Finally here, we got Mike Williams uh, traveling to the Raiders for, for this Thursday night game. The Raiders are the number 29 DVA pass defense and number 11 DVA run defense, so it's a situation where Rivers is probably going to be throwing the ball a lot. Meanwhile, kind of similar to what I was mentioning with the Cardinals uh, and the Buccaneers, the Raiders are number 30 and number 28 against number one and number two receivers and then better in defending slot receivers. So Mike Williams, probably a big day here on the outside. Uh, I have him as a top 15 option for you in fantasy this week. For wide receivers of the worst matchups, I have Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Odell Beckham, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs. Uh, for, for Lockett and Metcalf here, it's again that 49ers matchup that I mentioned on Monday night. Really tough. Uh, they're the number one overall DVA pass defense, but they don't really have any weaknesses. They're top 12 in pass defense against all position groupings, including slot receivers, including number one and number two outside receivers, including tight ends where they're number one, which I'll get to in a little bit. It's just a very tough spot for, for probably the entire passing attack for the Seahawks this week. So I would, I mean, I, you're not going to avoid them for Lockett in particular. I still have him seventh this week and you're going to start him in redraft, but not a great DFS option. And then Metcalf, Someone that I think I had 13th last week because of the plus matchup falls all the way to 43rd for me in, in the matchup play this week. Definitely leave him on your bench. And that doesn't really even consider the fact that Josh Gordon could be getting worked into this mix. Metcalf is going to be a wide receiver three, I think, for the rest of the season, but this is not the right week to use him. Next up, we have Odell Beckham. He's facing a Bills team. And while he's at home, this is one of the more difficult matchups you can get. In addition to just being the number five DVOA pass defense in general, the Bills are number four against number one receivers. Cornerback Tredavious White will probably be shadowing Beckham across the field. He's top 10 in, in a coverage success rate so far this season. Very tough. And then the Bills in general, they cut passing touchdowns by 59%. The most in football could be a tough week for Beckham to get the ball across in the end zone. Tyreek Hill, you know, he's facing a Titans team that actually probably isn't super scary. They're the number 20 DVOA pass defense, much stronger against the run, number three in DVOA. And if Patrick Mahomes plays in this game, which I think he's going to, you're not going to bench Hill in in any type of redraft league. But this is a situation where he's on the road. There may be some moderate wins. He's playing a decent defense, okay pass defense. May not be as strong a game as Hill would normally um, turn in. And then for Stephon Diggs, He's going to the Cowboys. Uh, I already mentioned they had the number 17 DVOA pass defense, but again, they decreased passing touchdowns per attempt by 41%, fifth most in football. Probably a more difficult matchup in fantasy than in reality. And then with Adam Thielen out, even though that'll probably increase Diggs' target share, it kind of increases the defensive attention he's going to get as well. So yeah, I think he probably will do fine, but it's not my favorite matchup for him um, of all the weeks that he's going to have this season. 
And then next up, we have the tight ends. My favorite matchups for this week include Jared Cook, O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, and Chris Herndon. For Jared Cook, I mean, this is just generally part of the strategy to start all of your Saints. I think Cook is going to be healthy in play this week, and so he probably becomes the number three target in that offense behind Kamara and Michael Thomas. It's not a, I mean, I don't think the Falcons are necessarily particularly bad against tight ends, but their entire pass defense is bad enough that I think you're going to start all of these guys. Obviously makes an interesting stack if you want to go that way in a tournament. Uh, For OJ Howard, this is actually a much better matchup for tight ends specifically against the Cardinals. The Cardinals have the number 32 DVOA defense against tight ends, and they're allowing 91 yards per game to the position. They and the Bucks are kind of by far the best matchups in that respect. Now, I don't know if you actually want to start Howard or not. It's kind of a tricky spot here. He's coming back from his injury, and so I feel okay about him, but his target share has been just so low this season. I feel like if he doesn't really do anything here, then you can go ahead and drop him in your shallower formats if you haven't already, and I couldn't blame you if you do. So this matchup raises Howard from number 20 in true talent. So basically, I already have him as a back-end tight end, too, uh, up to 12th. So back-end tight, tight end one this week with the matchup. Fingers crossed that he gets something going here, but I, I'm not sure I'm going to necessarily count on it. For Hunter Henry, I've already got him up to number two in true talent. He jumps up to number one this week facing the Raiders on Thursday night football. The Raiders are the number 22 DVA defense against tight ends, and they're allowing 71 yards per game to the position. So Henry... Every week start, but particularly good matchup here for him on Thursday. Then Eric Ebron, he's facing the Dolphins. They're number 26 in DVOA against tight ends. And with a lot of the injuries that the Colts have suffered right now, I mean, they're not going to have T.Y. Hilton for this game. Devin Funches is still a couple of weeks away from returning. And the rookie Paris Campbell, who was getting a little bit more work last week, he's going to miss this game as well. There are just not enough good pass catchers here for the Colts, and I think that's going to probably increase the amount of work that Ebron uh, and teammate Jack Doyle see playing tight end. So... He brought a pretty solid play this week against the Dolphins. And then with Chris Herndon, I probably shouldn't spend too much time on this because I still don't know if he's going to play or not. He was active last week but didn't play a snap. I'm optimistic that he's going to actually suit it up for the first time this this season. And I've raked him as a tight end one back end against a Giants team that's got a pretty bad secondary. I think Herndon's going to be the best pass catcher for the Jets as soon as he gets back into the lineup. I just, I'm hoping it's this week, but I don't know if that is going to be the case. And then I'll close this out with the worst tight end matchups for this week. We have Travis Kelsey, Jacob Hollister, Mark Andrews, Austin Hooper, and Greg Olson. For Travis Kelsey, he faces this Titans team. that He kind of gets the same thing that I said about Tyree Kill, where you're on the road, it's the weather is kind of iffy, um, and I think Mahomes is going to be back, but this is something to probably keep an eye on. Kelsey just falls to number two in my rankings this week, so he falls just one spot. You're not going to bench him anywhere, but maybe not the best matchup for him uh, for the rest of the season. For Jacob Hollister, I think this may be a consideration for you to bench him. I know he had the two touchdowns last week, and I know he got a huge bump in his volume of playing time and target share last week uh, compared to Luke Wilson. But he's facing that 49ers defense on Monday night that's number one in DVOA against tight ends. They're allowing just 22 yards per game to the position. So could be a really tough spot for Hollister. I've raised Hollister to 22nd in my true talent rankings, and he's on the rise, but he falls to 27th for me this week. Probably want to leave him on your bench. Uh, for Mark Andrews, he draws that Bengals matchup that is, again, it's not scary in any respect. Uh, they're actually the number 28 DVOA defense against tight ends, but the Bengals are only allowing 46 yards per game to the position. I think it's just because they're such a bad defense that it's even easier to take advantage of them with the run than, than the pass. And this could be a situation where the Ravens just run all over the Bengals and guys like Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards are getting this work more than Andrews is himself. I don't think you're really going to do much with him in fantasy. I have him sixth of the position, so not a far drop. 
but not not a great DFS play necessarily this week. Uh, Austin Hooper, I have one spot ahead at fifth, but that's down a little bit for him too. He's going to that Saints team that is number 19 DVA against tight ends, which isn't terrible, but they're allowing just 50 yards per game to the position. And then with Greg Olson, this is probably a more serious situation here. Going to the Packers, number 14 DVA against tight ends, not terrible, allowing 56 yards per game to the position, also not terrible. But for Olsen, he's averaging just 4.5 targets per game now with Kyle Allen at quarterback. He was averaging nine in the two games that Cam Newton started this season. I just don't think he's the focal point of Kyle Allen's new offense here. And because of the win and because of the difficulty of the Packers passing defense, I think this is probably a situation where the Panthers try to rely really heavily on Christian McCaffrey and guys like Olsen uh, and DJ Moore probably won't have as good of weeks as you would expect. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episodes of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can catch it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and now also on Stitcher. Meanwhile, come back next Tuesday, and I'll look over Week 10's games and offer my favorite waiver wire picks for Week 11. So thanks, and I will talk to you guys then. (laughs) 